Bears blog, boys, you know it all, computer analytic, geeky nerds, Michael Schneider, Tom Cavanaugh, the Bear blog, boys, know-it-alls, doing some podcast somewhere, nobody wants to hear you, geeks, you pencil-pushing, skinny-jean-wearing geeks, you. Coming to you live from our mother's basement. Well, I guess it's not live, considering you guys will be hearing this the next day. But coming to you from our mother's basement, this is the Bears Blog Boys podcast. Snyder, how you doing, buddy? Eh, doing okay. Not too uh, happy about the Bears, but kind of yeah, expected so, it. Yeah, so we're literally recording like right after the, ga- the Bears game. So, you know, we're pretty fresh off this this loss. Um, so uh, that's pretty basically what we're going to do this podcast. We're just going to recap the game and think, and in this case, talk about where we, where things kind of went south for the bears. So we can get started. Snyder, what did you think was the biggest reason of why the bears lost this game today? Our secondary. Um, I know we talked about that uh, on the pod yesterday, like we're throwing guys out there, man. Like Second year guys like Kendall Builder was playing a lot of snaps. Um, Marquette Christian, I honestly don't even know where he came from. Um, honestly, <laughs> and it's just like, you know, it's it's really it's got to be discouraging, especially you know when you know we probably could have made things work to keep Kyle Fuller. You I mean, I would have had big plays. Rather, rather had Fuller and screen out there than what we put out there today. And I don't know if that has an effect, like. I'm like someone like Eddie Jackson. Like, does he want to be out there? Like, does he what what direction does he see like the, the Bears going? Like, are we trying to win now? Or like what's going on? Yeah, I, that, that was the biggest like concerning thing for me is like the I think the person people that made the most mistakes were like the thing, the the two people we had like the least amount of questions about in Eddie Jackson and Tyshawn Gibson. Like there was just straight up coverage bust that like Right. We're not used to seeing like those are those are two players that like who, who at least know what they're doing. Were we relying on them to know what they're doing? And they right. done that, you know, so that was like the biggest concerning Eddie Jackson was supposed to get better with the scheme change, you know, like and he he arguably has like his worst game that I can remember. I don't know if you remember a worst game, but like that was really bad. No, yeah, that, that was really bad. Yeah. Um... Like, you know, he always gets criticized for the tackling, but it covers, man. This was, this was definitely the worst all-around game I've ever seen from Eddie Jackson as well. It was a good point. Yeah, and, like, I feel like a, one of the things that it's a give and take with him is you you will take the missed tackles here and there if he may, is making plays in coverage. But, like, to straight up blow coverages the way he did tonight was just – it was really disappointing, honestly. Like, it, it – I wouldn't say – fully costed us the game but like it was a major part of why we lost like the rams barely had the ball if you really think about it they got their they scored on explosive plays and a lot of that was because of the safeties in the secondary yeah that that yeah that really disappointing um you know be, the, the safeties being the main people we're criticizing right now yeah and i think too uh not to like count this as a W for the analytics community, but like if you didn't know, or if you don't believe in coverage being more important than pass rush, like, I don't know what to tell you. Like after the game tonight, even though the pass rush wasn't good, like if you can't cover for a certain amount of time, 
your pass rush doesn't matter. It just doesn't. Like it, Mac was literally a ghost tonight. Like he they they took him out of the game. And that's what you can do to pass rush. Like you can find ways to mitigate it. Offenses are too good now to where they can find ways to to take you out of the game. Like and and that's what they did with Khalil Mack. And it, um even when he had time to rush the passer, it didn't matter because someone was streaking down the field or you know, like it, it, it just, it was, it, it doesn't really surprise me that the, that the defense was as bad as it was because all of the money and resources are invested up front. And if you leave your secondary as barren as the bears did this off season, I, I'm not surprised. Yeah. Yeah. The pass rush was definitely non-existent, but um, isn't, I'm not criticizing Mac here, but it feels like, you know, since 2019, you know, a lot of teams really, kind of like neutralizing them and they're like really it's like kind of like doing those block those blocks against them like with the tight end or like throw them off or like there's just more creative ways to you know eliminate a, a premier pass rusher than it is like you know someone like um in the secondary yeah like you can't really mitigate good coverage right like yeah there's ways to beat coverage but like if the coverage is good like there's really you can't really do a lot of things to um get around that and the coverage wasn't good. And I think like the bears game plan was super simple defensively, at least was super similar to the Rams. The difference is that the, the bears just didn't have the horses to execute it, to be honest. But yeah. Um, I mean, we, we could talk about the defense all, all day, but I think we got our main points across and like why it was as disappointing as it was yet not surprising to either of us, honestly. Um, but let's try to transition to the offense. So what did you think about uh, the offensive game? I guess we could start with Nagy. What did you think about the game plan? I think it was improved from what it was when Trubisky was a starting quarterback. I think, you know, it was a little bit more diverse of a play calling. It wasn't, you didn't really see too many run, 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 you know, run, 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 pass. But, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't great. Yeah, I like, I, I kind of feel that same way. Like the passing, the amount of times they passed was good. And like, they took what the defense gave them, but like also just throwing that many quick passes. I mean, I just saw the passing chart too. Like Dalton didn't throw a pass over 15 yards. Like I just don't, you're never going to win that a game that way, especially when your defense is getting torched. Like you have to try to be somewhat aggressive, even though they're not there. Like you, you have to take shots. You have to make the defense scared of something. I mean, you just added all the speed, for what, you know, to throw like 10 yard out pat or 10 yard outs and curls. Like that's essentially what it felt like. And um, the run game obviously was there. And I think that's part of the Rams defense design. They allow you to run and take away the deep passes. But um, at the same time, like you just can't expect to move the ball. You can't expect to score that much, honestly, with that type of game plan, just to dink and dunk. With Andy Dalton, it's just yeah, it, it's not it, a recipe for success. It wasn't exciting. I remember um, on the TV screen, I seen it. Had, you know, it was like twenty-one of twenty-nine. You know, right before the fourth quarter, but like you know, it was like a hundred for one hundred and sixty yards. Yeah, like and, it's, and, I'm like, and like yeah, that that's exactly what it felt like. It felt like yeah, you completed it twenty times, but you were under two hundred yards passing, and like that, like it just really stuck out to me because like yeah, that's that's how the offense felt. Yeah, I mean, like, all, no receiver was over, like, 40 yards, I think. Like, it was 
it was kind of insane. And um, it was so forgettable too. like every pass, you know what I mean? There wasn't a memorable pass that I can really put my finger on in this game or like memorable offensive play, honestly, other than the two touchdowns, um, which, you know, that that's and that's what comes back to like yeah you can get not lucky but like yeah you can score two touchdowns and march your way up the field that way but like at the end of the day when you're trying to keep up with an offense like the rams when they're getting exposed to plays left and right like you you just can't hang with a team like that doing what the bears did yeah i didn't it just is boring man like what what do you have to lose why like why aren't you taking shots downfield like do you not trust Dalton or like what, like what, like what are you doing? Yeah. And uh, I was, we were, me and I were talking about this earlier. And um, if you remember the two Niners games that the Rams played against last year, the, the Niners have like the perfect offense to like kind of um, take advantage of what the Rams will give you. And that's a lot of like underneath the intermediate and they have dynamic guys after the catch, like Debo Samuel, George Kittle, uh, Brandon Ayuk. And the bears don't really have that component of their offense it's a lot of either deep threats or like possession guys that like aren't really yak stars which is something I didn't really think about with the Bears offense and like who they're missing and I know like Tariq Cohen can be kind of that guy and even not David Montgomery um to some extent but like from a receiving standpoint they really don't have that and when you play against a defense that is predicated on like taking away explosive plays I feel like you kind of need those guys yeah no that's a great point time and that's something that kind of goes like almost under i want to say undervalued like when you look at guys like a like an aj brown you know you see him you know be open for a slant or he'll be open in the zone and then you see him you know he'll stiff arm someone or he'll make a lot of people miss on his own and the bears don't have there's kind of like the, the cooper cup play mm-hmm. um when, when he was um kind of like i think he was like what 15 yards short of the touchdown but then he was just like make, making guys miss on his on his own you know and like yeah, the Bears don't really have that, um, like you said, like a yak star like that. Yeah, and I don't know if that's who they drafted Cole Komet to be, but, like, I'm pretty certain that will never be Cole Komet. Like, like tonight, not that, like, it proved anything else I didn't already know, but, like, when we were missing that and we give Cole Komet, like, on, like, the shallow slant route, or not shallow, shallow, shallow cross, and, like, dude picks up like an extra what like three yards it's just like it's like such a misconception with him man because he he's big like he's got great size man he like and when he's out on the field man he looks like he's like one of the strongest dudes on the field and he runs into people fearlessly but you know like maybe he doesn't the go first anywhere. guy he doesn't yeah, go anywhere is, like maybe the first guy might bounce off of him but like he doesn't move quick enough where he's like exploding down the field. Like, okay, the one guy might bounce off of him, but there's, you know, two, three defenders right there to clean it up, you know, and maybe he went one and a half, two and a half extra yards from that, you know, and how valuable, how valuable is that? Yeah. It's, that's what like, that's, that is the biggest misconception I think with him. Like it looks way better than the production that comes from it. You know what I mean? Like people love how fearless he is and how willing he is to run into guys, but it's like, how many extra yards are you picking up? Like George Kittle runs past people to where like, he doesn't even have to run into anybody. Like that's the difference, you know? And who would you rather have? Like, it's pretty easy, you know, answer to me. But how did you think Dalton played like overall? Like I said, I knew that Dalton was going to be an improvement over the roller coaster of Trubisky and Foles. He was getting rid of that ball fast. 
Um, he looked pretty composed out there. And, you know, if you're not going against an explosive offense, that might keep us in a, in a lot of games this year. Um, a, lot of, a lot of one score type of games. But, you know, I, I think he played well enough to where you're, you're not going to see Foles in week two. You mean, I mean, I mean that, that's I mean, that's I mean, I'm sorry. Yeah. You're not going to see a field week two. Yeah. And I, I hated like not that I hated them putting fields in I, to change the subject, but like the way they like the shovel pass, bro. Like, did that really matter whether it was fields or no. Dalton? Like, and I wanted to hear your opinion on that. How do you feel about that? Like why, when you, when you put in foals for those like two plays, why do you, why do you think that is? To appease the fans easily. Like, I don't think it like it, it just doesn't make much sense, bro, because the things that you have him do other than the one run for the touchdown are like, aren't things Andy Dalton can't do. You know what I mean? Like the one pass he threw was a RPO, like on an out route. Like it was like a five yard pass. Like why, why, what's the point? Like what I thought was, is he putting fields out there to maybe confuse the defense? Like, dude, okay. He's going to run. Like he might pass. Like, and now the defense has to worry about it. But my thing is like, okay, if you feel that way, you should be the, your starting quarterback. The facts. Facts. You know, or then like, actually do it. Then actually do it. Like, or actually right. like, I just like, don't get it. Like, like, are you like, okay, he's just a secret weapon. We're going to use him on this play. Like, then keep him in the game then. Yeah. You know, if like, you feel like he was better than Dalton for that reason, because you wanted to throw the defense off, let that be every play. Yeah. Exactly. I don't know. And um, and I think even though the run game was successful tonight, I think if you did have fields in there, it just adds a whole other element to your run game. I mean, the run game is about numbers. And what sucks about having an Andy Dalton is it doesn't even – you're always will be at a disadvantage because they never have to account for Andy Dalton. They're not scared of him running the ball. So, eat, like, when you have fields in the game, even if he's not keeping it, they always have to account for him because they know he can run the ball. I mean, Kyle Shanahan said it with RG3. Like, most of their rushing production was Alfred Morris, but, like, th- that element of having them having to worry about RG3 was what o- really opened up the run game. And, like, that's just something you don't have with Andy Dalton. Yeah, um, just to talk about the run game a little bit more, um, I was actually really impressed with um, David Montgomery. He got the show – a lot of people like how he makes people miss on his own. I think he's actually a really underrated running back. He, you know, and it's been like that, honestly, since he's joined the Bears, that he, he always makes that first or second guy miss, man. He, he always makes something happen. Yeah. And like, yes, he's not the most explosive runner in the world, but like at the same time, like that's not really the Bears running scheme in general. Like, they are very like multiple with what they do. And it is a lot about like just getting, trying to get um, him in space, not in space, but like it requires you to really make one man miss in the hole. It's not like a heavy outside zone running scheme that like the Niners run where they just require fast guys. Like that's not really it. It's more of like relies on creativity of the running back. And I think that's why David Montgomery fits in really well. Yeah. And you know, we're going to make it known how we feel about running backs, especially um, trading up for running backs in the draft. But, you know, if you that's what you want in a running back. Um, a lot of fans and even media members kind of get lost into the box scores or, you know, 
they'll see like they'll look at yards per attempt, but not realize that okay, this running back had a seventy yard touchdown, and you know he had run, the ball. For, yeah, right, exactly. He rushed the ball ten times for on the game ninety yards total. You know, yeah, that that's like a really misconception in the box score. But what you really want to look for in a running back is him make, making people miss on his own. Um, how he is as a pass catcher, uh, maybe running some routes. Like that's how you want to evaluate a running back. And I think the Bears do have a good one in David Montgomery. Yeah, I do too. Um, does that mean I want to pay him a bunch of money? No, but we'll we won't talk about that now. We still got two years of him on his rookie deal, so let's just enjoy it while we have it. Um, okay, and then really lastly about the game, how do you think the offensive line played overall? It wasn't terrible. I mean, you knew Aaron Donald was gonna was gonna put some people on their ass. You know, he was gonna get through our offensive line, like, but that's every offensive line. I mm-hmm. thought they played they played solid enough that it wasn't the biggest weak spot on the team. Like, but a lot of people thought like it was gonna like people were scared, like, oh, let's not play fields behind this offensive line. And I think actually Fields will make that would mask the issues on the offensive line. I don't I, mean, I thought I don't, Dalton did a pretty good job of masking the issues too, like with getting the ball out quickly and like he manipulated the, the pocket and like extended plays way better than I thought he would, to be honest. Yeah, it, it we could both agree that the offensive line was not a huge problem today. Yeah, it wasn't. Um does do I think that that's kind of because the Rams don't really have anyone else outside of Aaron Donald a little, but like at the same time, you got to take your wins where you can. And I think overall they were, they were pretty solid, honestly. Um, yeah, and um, Another thing I actually wanted to ask you, Tom, could you touch on Nagy going it, going for it on the fourth, two early fourth downs um, early in the game. I think we're at like, Right on, like, the opponent's 40. It was, like, there was a fourth and six, and I think a, a fourth and five. Um, how do you feel about those play calls early in the game? I thought I, – so I thought it was awesome that he did that. I love the aggressiveness. That's very not like Nagy. Um, and maybe that the defense of struggles factored into that. Um, but I'm also scared that the results of not getting it will play into what he does moving forward. And, like, that that's the thing, like – Every time you go for fourth down, are you going to get it? No. But, like, it's still smarter to get it because it helps your probability. You're so, it's still smarter to go for it because it helps your probability of winning, like, almost all the time. So, um, at least over time, that's what we've seen. So, like, to it's a good step forward. I just hope that the results of them not getting it, which was poor execution. I mean, Dalton missed Cole Komet wide open. Um, I don't know if that was the first or second time. And then what happened the second time when you when they didn't get it? I don't even remember. But um, yeah, I think he shouldn't look at the results of it and just should have the mindset of when it's in favorable positions to go for it on fourth down, just go for it. I mean, what's the worst yeah. that can happen? You should trust the logic that he had to go for it. You, that's the right process. Yes, exactly, exactly. You know, and then especially like it was actually really shocking. For me to see it, like I got fired up, man. Like, okay, Nagy's got he's got some balls because one of the things I always criticized him for was like it was the last most recent game against the Packers. It was like, you know, like fourth and three, you know, we're at um, you know, in the red zone and you're kicking a field goal against the Packers to go up three to nothing. I'm like, hey, like Aaron Rodgers has been 
destroying us, you know, well, pretty much since he's been the starter, you know, like, yeah. you know, you're not, you're not going to beat an Aaron Rodgers led offense with, with, you know, three to zero, man, go for the touchdown. You know, you're two yards away from a first down and you know, you're 20 yards away from the end zone. So I like that process. Um, you know, another thing I wanted to ask you, Tom, maybe we could talk about is I seen a lot of scrutiny when Matt Nagy went for it on fourth and 15 and we were down 27 to 14, I think. We're down, yeah, 13, right? Yeah. So a field goal there, we would have been down two pos- two possessions Still, either way. So it would have been dumb. Yeah. yeah. So what did you um do you want to touch up on that? Yeah, it's all process? about possession. It's all about possessions, man. So yeah, obviously, like going for fourth and fifteen with Andy Dalton is not ideal, especially when he hadn't thrown a pass past 15 yards. You know, not ideal. But at the same time, it's all about possession. So if you would have kicked a field goal, you still would have had to have gotten either another field goal and a touchdown to be within range. And you couldn't stop the Rams all night. So, like, I don't have a problem with that at all. I think it would honestly be the wrong decision to kick a field goal. Um, that's really what football is uh, about. It's how many possessions are you ahead of the opposing team. And um, that's what leads to the highest probability of winning is cutting those down when you're in those situations and kicking a field goal wouldn't have done that. So I don't have a problem with that at all. Yeah. And uh, you know, the Hexy should be criticized even more. Not, not that I'm saying that Nagy's call should have been criticized is, man, come had a big drop right there, man. That was something we, we can't wouldn't have been in that fourth and 15. It wasn't for Colt Komet's drop. We it would have it probably been a more, way more manageable fourth down. Exactly. And that's, that's what Cole Komet, if you can't really do anything else, then and you're dropping meaningful passes like that, then why are you on the field? Like that, that's what you're supposed to be like the soft hands, reliable, like Jason Witten um, type of tight end. Like that's supposed to be Kyle Rudolph. Like Kyle Rudolph, when that's, that's what everyone thinks he's going to be Kyle Rudolph. No, then you're supposed to be reliable when you're wide open. Like that, not to say that like drops are inconsistent. So I'm not going to say here and say, come as a drop problem, but like at the same time, it's like, dude, and why are you out there? You know, like, right. Um, yeah, that was that was huge. I was so yeah, mad. I actually wanted to touch back up on the fourth and fifteen play call. Like that is a rare situation. Like you know, ten minutes left in the game, fourth and fifteen. You know, a lot of you know older football guys and you know the, all the media guys were killing Nagy for like their um, former players. Like Dude, that was dumb. Like like what what does he think? And like this is crazy. And it's like okay, you haven't been able to stop their offense all game, right? So if you kick a field goal, now you're you're expecting or hope you're you're wishing actually dreaming that your defense stops them for two possessions of like you know, and then you get two opportunities to score, and it's like go the process, the right process is go for the touchdown, hope and dream your defense gets one stop because that's you know I'm not a math wizard, but you know hoping for them to stop you one time them time. Oh, I'm sorry. Hoping the Bears to stop the Rams offense once is a lot better odds than trusting them to stop them. And even then, and even then, it's not yeah. great odds. No, no, it's not great odds, but like the process is okay, let's make this a one possession. Let's try to do everything we can to make this a one possession game because you're still still would have been a two score game, you know, if they kicked the field goal or didn't get it, you know? Yeah, no, I totally agree. And 
that again goes back to um i don't know if we ever mentioned this on the pod yet but like we've always since 2018 we've always talked about this bears defense being strong and like if you pay your defenders and players on the defense for year in and year out production to carry over year from year like you're gonna be disappointed at the end of the day like we're getting to that point where all the stars in the secondary we couldn't afford and they're leaving and now we're left with the front which is you know great but like good teams know how to kind of game plan around your front which is what we saw tonight and they look like one of the worst defenses in the nfl so like that is also why like Offense has never been easier until like until now because all the lead, all the rules are slanted towards offense succeeding. So like to to invest as much as you did on the defensive side of the football, which the Bears have done, is just kind of raises some questions. Yeah, no, that's spot on, Tom. I mean, I was looking at it over the cap right now. Um, hold on, I could. We are like the eighth most expensive defense. We are the we are the and edge defenders. We are one second. Oh, I could already tell you. I know we're what we're Max, Max. Yeah, Max yeah. cap hit is north of twenty million, and I know Robert Quinn is closer to about fifteen million. Yeah, so an edge uh, defenders were fourth in cap space towards them, and interior defensive line uh, we are fifth, and linebackers were second. So that's yeah. like a very old way. I'm not, I'm sorry, not second. We are 10th. So that's yeah. like a very like old way to build your roster in today's NFL. And then in offense in general, we are. I mean, yeah. I mean, even if you look at the money, our secondary, I mean, Eddie Jackson is the only one making north of what, $10 million? Yeah, we secondary? have the least amount of money in the league spent on cornerbacks. Jeez. Yeah. Like, That's why I'm saying I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised with how the defense performed. And this leads me to my next point, and then we can kind of conclude from there, or unless you have anything else to say. If the defense is going to be this bad, which, I mean, I think that's very dependent on the offenses they're going to be playing against, what's the point of playing Andy Dalton? Like, what's the point? Like, you might as well just see what you have in Justin Fields because you're not going to be competitive if your defense is this bad. I'm sorry. Yeah, so like that kind of worries me as well, though, Tom, because it could actually it could actually go the other way. It's like, okay, Dalton's not the big biggest problem on this team. Uh, it's our secondary, and does he deserve to get benched be- because of that? Like, you know, oh, Dal- Dalton's not the problem. I'm I'm just afraid is that is that going to be, you know, Pace and Nagy's mindset that you know, we have bigger problems than Dalton, you know. Yeah, I think it's fair to, like, use that, you know, process behind your decision. But at the same time, I mean, look what happened when the last time Andy Dalton was on the Bengals. Like, he wasn't the problem, I would say. Um, and they still benched him for Ryan Finley, who's not even Justin Fields. So, like, they basically knew sucked, and they wanted to see what they had in him. Um, so, like, does it mean Andy Dalton's the problem? And he deserves to get benched. No, but at the same time, like the future is the most important thing at hand. You know what I mean? That's, that's the, pro- that's the mindset I'm thinking from. So I, if you're not going to be competitive, what's the point of wasting a season to see Andy Dalton, you know, see the quarterback you don't know much about 
in Justin Fields, who's your future. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I agree. I was just thinking like, just like Maggie and then Pace are just so unpredictable, man. Like you just don't know, are they going to make the right move? Are they going to stay stubborn to their decision on Dalton? Like you just don't know because like, we, it's just it's like, it's kind of like a, a unique situation that we haven't really seen from, from like as a Bears fan. Yeah, no, I, and I also think that they value their word and what they promise players, you know what I mean? Like, that's... Because, yeah, the, the past few years, I mean, we all know what the, the biggest problem was for the Bears, right? And yeah. now and now that's not the biggest problem, so, like, how how are they going to react to it? Because, you know, last year, once Trubisky was going to be, was, you know, had a bad game or terrible turnover, you knew Foles was going to be in that game right, yeah. right away. But... Now it's, like I said, it's not the biggest, it's not the biggest issue on the team. And I, I just don't know how they're going to handle that. Yeah. Um, I think it's going to like depend on whether they, how many wins they have, you know, I think that's or how the team does. Cause like if they're going nowhere, like I, I think that's how they'll operate. Like what's the point of, you know, playing Andy Dalton when you're not even competing to what you, you're not even competing to the level you thought you were going to be. Like you thought this defense was going to be better. And do I think the defense is going to perform poorly this poorly every game? No, I don't. Like they're playing the Bengals next week, right? I don't think they're going to be as bad as they were um, this week. But at the same time, that secondary is not good, man. So yeah. I don't know. I don't know at, at the same time. Honest, honestly, man, yeah, that just made me even more concerned, man. Like the way our secondary went against Cooper Cup. Robert Woods, Jackson, and Van Jefferson. What what receiving core do you like better? Do you like the who's more talented? The Bengals with Chase, Boyd, and T. Higgins, or the Rams? Are they are they close? Uh, are, they, are the Bengals better? The Bengals might be a little better, but I like Sean McVay as a play caller a hell of a lot more than I like um what's his name? I can't even think of his name right now. The Bengals head coach, Zach oh, Taylor. Zach Taylor, yeah. Yeah. I like Sean McVay as a play caller a hell of a lot more. And I think I don't know if this went into it at all. Like, don't give me, don't, you know, hold me to this. But I think with the Rams or with the Bears defense being so similar to what the Rams wanted to do on defense, I think like McVay knew how to approach that. You know what I mean? Like the, I mean, that's what he knows. Like that's his own defense. They, they run the same scheme. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. I mean, yeah. Brandon Staley, who was the Rams defensive coordinator last year, is a Vic Vangio disciple. Brandon Staley was on the Bears roster. Yeah, exactly. He was on the coach staff. And um, Raheem Morris, did, it didn't look any different, to be honest. It looked the exact same with what they want to do. If anything, they were more conservative than Brandon Staley was. So, um, yeah, I, I think McVay had a really good game plan. Like, And which was crazy to me that the Bears weren't expecting the Rams to do what they did. Like, they're out here running post routes and, like, not – that's the route you the, those two high looks that both those teams like to run like for explosive plays that is the route you run and like the rams or the bears acted like they never even seen it before like i don't know it just didn't make sense to me so tom um on a higher note is there um any positives you could take away from this game we got to stay positive uh, like, what did you really like from like maybe a certain player yeah yeah let's try to end it on a positive note um, obviously, David Montgomery, we touched upon. I thought James Daniels did a good job against Aaron Donald, to be honest. Like, actually did a good job against Aaron Donald from what I saw. I mean, obviously, I'm going to have to rewatch. Um, 
And yeah. And then I think um, Jalen Johnson looked as advertised as well. There's one positive thing to say in the secondary. Great. Um, how about like, the, um, looks like to me last year, I remember Robert Quinn, he wasn't in on a lot of snaps. I know early on, did, did you, did we see any of Travis Gibson or was it really just Quinn I really don't pretty remember. much all game? Yeah. I really don't remember much of him. And if he did, he didn't really make an impact. I mean, yeah. honestly, none of the pass rush really made an impact at all. Right. It was just kind of disappointing, like all around, you know, like uh, there, there was just not a whole lot to learn other than that the secondary is bad. And we kind of thought that they would be. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I didn't, I'm sorry to end it on a negative note. You know, you yeah. touched up on David Montgomery and yeah, it was like having a tough time thinking like, who else could I talk about that really, that really showed something, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, that was just, um, I thought, I thought it was kind of actually like that, you know, Quinn and Mac were like finally playing together and, you know, I, I actually want to rewatch the game and see like more of the more advanced stats to see how actually Robert Quinn, it, it, was there any improvement from, from last year just as a, um, you know, just grading wise and like any pressures wise. Yeah. Yeah. And that, this thing next episode, we'll come back with a more, in-depth analysis being able to rewatch the game um definitely hope the game pass has those all 22s too so we can really really be deep in the weeds to to you know tell you guys what happened but um i think that's all for me Snyder. do you have anything else to add um no did you catch any like um did Nagy have any pressers afterwards or anything or does that usually come out to um I think he's having day? them right now like I think they're all uh, having them right now okay yeah okay yeah we'll let's we'll talk about that on the next pod like I really want to see what he had to say and like see if he's just like talking BS to the fans and media to say what they want I don't know I don't, know. I don't I really want to talk about that as well in future episodes yeah definitely um yeah we'll definitely get some hopefully we'll get some sound bites of anything he had to say that was worth you know sharing with you guys but um, I think that's it for the episode. We will be back hopefully Tuesday or Wednesday. You're doing some podcast somewhere. Nobody wants to hear you.